Okay, so welcome back to my podcast, Being Black in America. We're today we're gonna be talking about a little, a couple things that are stuff that happened back sixty years ago. Some things that are still present to this day. Well, everything is still, but we're gonna be talking about some underwater cities, um, human petting zoos, and we'll talk also about nowadays. COVID-19 within some communities. And I also want to talk about democracy a little bit too, talking about how we really take it for granted in America. And also some stuff that's been happening around schools in America against black kids. And again, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that people don't see or hear. So I just want to let everyone know that the news that you're seeing isn't the real news. They're getting paid to say that, and they don't give a fuck what they say. So let's talk a little. So I said I wanted to talk about some underwater cities, and with that, it is... I don't know if you guys know about the Tulsa massacre that happened, and it was where Black Wall Street was taken. Burned down cities, 300 people, around 300 people died, and... It was just because they didn't want black people to prosper. They white were superior, and black people were nothing better than a, not even a person <laughs> up until the point we we weren't even a full man. We were three quarters of a man. So okay, but these underwater cities are cities that people go on to this day, and they celebrate the Fourth of July. They celebrate the independence of America, while the city that they don't even know is under them existed and they just got flooded because they needed a reservoir they needed a dam they needed something else to go there instead of these black towns that they gave nothing for now you might say oh well in chicago back in the day or in this in another city there's highways that they're being built through a bunch of places and they would actually give those people money they would give them stuff to um like they would give them money for their house so that they could bulldoze through their house and then they can go and resettle somewhere else. But what would happen is they would only give that opportunity to white people and they wouldn't give it to black people. So black people, they wouldn't tell them. Or if they did, it would only be a couple hours before. And white people, they would throw parties in their houses and then people would be like, oh, don't trash it. But they would trash it and no one would care because the part, that house is getting bulldozed for a highway back in the 30s and 40s. And so back in 1948 in California, the Shasta Dam, it submerged 47 square feet, square miles of land, excuse me, and it forced the relocation of people that lived there since 500 AD. It was there, the native land that they had that the white folk wanted to put a dam there. Like, you have to remember, this land wasn't ours when we moved. Everyone from here is from Europe, from there. No one is from America. And if you're from America now, which I am, our ancestors aren't from here, so wouldn't you think that we would want to preserve it? But no, we don't care about them, so let's just do us, right? Go Lee Ferrickson. <laughs> um, but that, like in California, they made one dam, and they submerged, like I said, 47 square miles. And in Alabama, it's the Pickwick Dam. They submerged in 1938, and they submerged two communities, the Waterloo and the Rivertons. Again, none of these people knew it was going to happen up until the the 
the cars started to show up, the buses started to show up, and people started to actually work on it. They weren't given any advance or anything. They weren't given anything in return. They were just told to get the fuck out and let us live. And, okay, so I told you Alabama, Colorado, or Alabama, California, now in Colorado in 1862, it was a gold mining city. And it was before they realized that there was gold, it was a black black people were living in Colorado. <laughs> they were moving west, just like everyone else was. But it just so happened that the cities that the black people were going to, those were the actual cities that the white people wanted to go to, and the white people just chose the wrong city. Again, Brendan, how do you know this? Well, the history proves that the black people move to a place, the white people say that they want it, and they just take it without anything. Again, California, the Shasta Dam, Alabama, the Pickwick Dam, Colorado, gold mining city. Nineteen In 1890s, there was no more gold. So in 1862, they were mining for all the gold in the world in Colorado there, in the city. And in 1890s, so less than 30 years later, they took all the gold from there. And the flood of the city... And then they flooded the city, making the Montgomery Reservoir. So they used it, told the people, get the fuck out. We need this to mine our gold. And then once there was no more gold, (laughs) they flooded the city, making the Montgomery Reservoir in Colorado. Okay, Brennan, that's, that's three. That's terrible. There can't be any more. I only wrote down five, but there's at least 15 dams in the United States that is an underwater city that was a city that people now celebrate on on the 4th of July for their independence when it's... Okay. It's all full circle. So in Connecticut in 1927, they started to buy land, farming land, and in 1948, they were done. They were done farming that land. So then they made the Bark Hampstead Reservoir in Connecticut in Again, it's like once you're done with something, you use it for something else instead of trying to preserve what it was and appreciate for what you had. It's like 1927, buy all the land. 1948, all done, fill it with water. (laughs) Instead of using it for what it's actually used for, which was the farm. Instead of, but which now, if you realize why we outsource so many material, it's because we didn't want to do it here. And in Indiana in 1967, the U.S. Army, yes, the U.S. Army made the, stick with me here, the Mississinua Lake Dam for irrigation. Because they were like, our, our land needs more water. And the flood prevented five square miles, and it took small two small towns with it. Deaf Man Village and Somerset in Indiana. Just because they wanted... Irrigation for land at the U.S. Army. Again, the U.S. Army, the only way that the U.S. Army operates is with the tax dollars, which is the people's dollars, which people don't understand that the president and everyone in Congress and the Senate is signing bills that they don't, that is blacked out because they're called blackout bills, because there's certain things that they don't want to know because they know that the world is fucked up and they don't want to do anything to fix it. They just want to make themselves prosper while it happens. But when you're in the that position or when you're driving around in a car and it says protect and serve on the side, you would think they'd want to protect and serve everyone and not the select few. But we live in a day where people only care about themselves. So why do anything to help other people? And that is why I'm trying to enlighten people and tell them that our history is not as 
as black and white as our history is perceived to be, it's not whatsoever. Slavery is only taught as the black people's history when it's actually the black and the white man's history. The black man, when he would do something wrong in the, at, on a slave, on, on a plantation, the white man would whip him in the ass to make him uh, be submissive in front of all of his family, all of the other slaves, and then they would rape him. And again, that was, that's like what they would do to show that they are more dominant, but also show <laughs> with, while doing it that they're gay. But again, not a big deal because they are showing it as a dominant force and they don't want to be in society labeled as that and shunned. The white man. The black man, we could care less at the time because we were just getting whipped for no fault. They would literally, if you did, if you wouldn't, <laughs> you did one thing wrong that they didn't want you to do, you would get whipped. And mostly in the back. But the other time, if they wanted to make it even worse, like I said, they'd bent you over in the ass and whip you, and then it would hurt so much that afterwards it they would they would grape you. I <laughs> and again, it was because they are they they weren't heterosexual. They weren't attracted to women. They were attracted to the dominance over the male. And it carries over. It carries over today. Like again, what one of my one of the quotes that I've that is one of my favorite quotes from James Baldwin is to be African American is to be African without any memory and American without any privilege. And <laughs> he's not wrong. It's like as Justice Thurgood Marshall would say: "There is no difference between a white snake and a black snake. They're both they both bite." So you see, like, I'm no different than the man next to me, but just because his skin color is a lot lighter than mine and, and he doesn't have any melanin means that he is superior to me. And again, Brennan, what are you talking about? They're not superior. This is how they believed. This is how they talked. This is how they walked. This is what they did in their lives. Now, I mentioned human petting zoos. That's what we're going to talk about today. Brennan, human petting zoos can't be real. That's not a thing that anyone would do. Well... The white man, just like we are today, the white man in America, and in this in this case, I'm I'll I'll throw it out there to Americans, so that you could be any race, but in America, you if you don't see it, it's not real. If you don't see it, you can't believe that it's real. So what they would do is they would set up human zoos before zoos were a thing. By the way, zoos were not zoos are a thing because of human petting zoos. Fucked up, I know, but to start it off, they. The St. Louis World's Fair in 1904 was in Missouri, and it was a means for promotion and for products in the industry. So, like, nowadays we have Instagram ads. So imagine that, but at a fair. So at a fair, the, the St. Louis World's Fair was the first place. It was, like, electricity. It was just the big thing. TVs were the big thing. So imagine, like, a nowadays fair that you go up to, like, in your county, and it's just like that big Ferris wheel, that uh, the cotton candy machine, the throw the ball, knock over the clown face or the cup, just a fair that you normally go to, right? But instead of the animals or instead of the pigs, that it's like the fattest pig wins. Those were Native Americans. Those were black people. Those were Filipinos. Those were Jamaicans. And... <laughs> 
they were there just to show the white people that there are other people like them and to support their white su- superiority, to show that they are better than them because this is how they live. So they would, they would do live exhibits and they... <laughs> Sorry. Every time that I read this, see this, think about this, I'm disgusted. So it might take a little bit to get through, but we'll get there, okay? So at this fair where the Ferris wheel is, the, the cotton candy is, the everything is, right? Now there's an exhibit with a teepee and, and the Filipinos there, right? And those Filipinos, it's their tradition once a year to eat a dog, and to sacrifice a dog because that that was their tradition. They would have certain rituals that they would do. And so the white man would force them to do their rituals every single day for every person. So then it's making fun of their religion, making fun of everything else because it's not like them. We do the exact same thing today in America with everyone that's not Christian. Oh, you Islam. Oh, you Buddhist. Oh, you're... When again, in my opinion religion is based on where you live it's like if i was born over in europe i would be catholic and versus here it's more common to be lutheran one of those things but more than 20 million people would show up to the world's to the st louis world's fair and it's in 1904 it was where people saw electricity for the first time they they heard the telephone for the first time and witnessed 3,000 as they called them savages from africa and asia on display in their native villages. <laughs> they only heard, and the white people only heard stories from adventurers and explorers. So like Leif Erikson would tell them, well, there's black people over here, there's black people over here, and there's these people here. But remember, they wouldn't call them black people, they'd call them savages, like I said before. And they only heard stories from them, and they wanted to see them for themselves. Like nowadays, people are the exact same way with animals, which we, I cannot wait till we get past that because again they don't live animals don't live like that that's like people in quarantine how'd you feel yeah humans aren't supposed to be cooped up in a place right we're supposed to be able to go and do whatever we want animals the exact same way but now it's on humans terms like for instance the rhino the white rhino is extinct now it's absolutely extinct it doesn't exist it um, it's disgusting it's it survived ice ages, it survived hurricanes, it survived volcanoes, it survived meteors, but it couldn't survive humans. 55 million years. Couldn't survive humans. So, amazing, right? We're amazing humans. We love, we love us, right? <laughs> and again, they wanted, they wanted the white people to, when they visit, the visit the World's Fair, they wanted them to leave feeling renewed and racially superior. That was their goal. Their goal was to make them feel renewed and racially superior. Wow, I feel great that I don't eat dogs every day. Well, just so you know, they don't eat dogs every day too, but you're forcing them to. You're, you're forcing them to be savages, even though they're not, but in your eyes they are. And the human petting zoos, it wasn't, again, this was in 1904, but it didn't stop in 1904. It was, it's impossible to know how many people were brought and died from these zoos but just like any other white man mr carl Hedenberg in 1908 he was a human rights activist (laughs) sorry agent and he made an autobiography where he bragged about bringing more than 900 africans to europe and the united states for the zoos (laughs) 
So it's not like we have exact numbers, but thank you, Carl Hagenbeck, for for bragging about fucking over 900 Africans to Europe and to the United States. And again, all of these as so-called savages were forced to wear their tribal clothes in the whole eight months that they were here. And the eight months that they were here, it was the winter months. So typically, people, the, the savages, as they would call again, I'm putting air quotes when I say savages. I'm only saying that because that's at the time in 1908, 1904, 1920, that's what they were calling them, savages. We now like to call, and then once it got to the 1960s, they, they were starting, instead of savages, it was African-Americans. <laughs> so they were forced, again, they were forced to wear their tribal clothes, which is, if you can imagine African tribal clothes, it's very minimalistic because of the heat over in Africa. They didn't need to cover up. They, the melanin needed the sunlight, needed all this. And that's why the cold, every, a bunch of them were dying from the cold because they were living in their exhibits they weren't allowed to go anywhere else do anything else and they weren't allowed to eat anything else other than what they were given so and it was during the winter months that they would bring them here because in the summer people would have fun in the summer and in the winter they needed something else to do so then they would bring in other people to show them what they were doing (sighs) disgusting okay but those those are the human zoos and again, you might say, oh, well, they're not a thing anymore. Well, they ran up until the 1960s. And to this day in Africa, people do the exact same thing, where they go on a safari in Africa, see a tribe that is not okay with being in the modern day. They specifically tell everyone not to come over here. But if they do let them come, then it's them taking pictures, them doing this, them, and the signs say, don't feed them. But people bring food to give to them, and they're literally treating them like animals. So don't say this is a thing of the past. It's a thing of today and our history, like slavery, like everything else, like the 400 years of the the 400 years of institutional racism that we go through. For example, slavery happened from 1619 to 1865. Again, just because you say it ends on a certain date, We all know it doesn't mean that it ends on a certain date. So the pushback was past slavery. In our day, now it's 1619 to 1865. But then it didn't stop until early, late 1890s. And so, again, slavery, 1619 to 1865. And then the black codes were enabled from 1865 to 1866. During that time, the KKK started at 1865 to now. No end date for the KKK. Still a thing. They were marching in Philadelphia less than a year ago in their white hoods. Okay, just so you know. Look it up. Don't believe me? Go for it. Jim Crow laws started in 1877 and went to 1954. The war on drugs started at 1971, still going on today. Now, if you remember one of my first episodes, I talk about the right-hand man of Nixon saying that the war on drugs was specifically for the the race it was a race war it wasn't an actual war on drugs and they did it for a position of power mass incarceration then from 1973 to now the the united states has five percent of the world's population but we have 20 percent of the world's incarceration 
So the world, 25% of the world's incarcerated people are from the United States, but the United States only makes up 5% of the world's pop. N- gross, disgusting. And all, out of all those people, 73% of them are without trial, without, or they're not convicted. They're just in jail. <laughs> they're, again, we go by innocent until proven guilty. Well, you're innocent until proven guilty, but stay in this jail and you have all this to follow through until your due, due date is coming up. <laughs> so, gotta love America. Again, could have been me, but shout out to the, my awesome mother, my awesome, the church that I went to. I, the people that I knew, that could have been me. But luckily, it wasn't. I didn't go to jail. And then, mass incarceration, 1973 to now, three-strike law, 1993 to now. And if you don't know what that is, shout out Joe Biden. Because <laughs> you that dude that made that thing a thing in 1993. You're that guy that pushed for it and made it happen. And now, you, you go around... Shaking the hands before you were inaugurated, before your presidency actually happened, you go and you shake the hands of people that are that have that the families of police brutality. You go and you tell them that I will do this for you when I get into office. Black people in Georgia won you, Georgia. Shout out Stacey Adams again, Stacey Abrams. And you do nothing. And then the first months that you do, you do, oh, here's your holiday. Shout out Juneteenth. We didn't need you again. I feel like I'm repeating myself. We didn't need you to tell us that this is a holiday. We knew that. It's not a holiday for you guys because you still don't recognize that slavery was a fucking thing. (laughs) So, hey, we'll recognize that you guys are free, but not free from what? (laughs) Gotta love America, though, right? And again, I'm all about get out and vote, get out and share, get out and do everything because if you're... For instance, Buffalo was the nation's second poorest city in 2006. I'll say it again. Buffalo was the nation's second poorest city in 2006. And 15 years later, the numbers haven't changed. 15 years later, Buffalo is still the second poorest city in America. And that's your fault, Buffalo, because you're not electing the people that you, that will actually do good for you. You're not... Act, people don't actively care about the U.S. government because they know that the U.S. government doesn't care about them. Instead of trying to elect the people and do your history and not, like, stop watching West Wing, West Wing, stop watching Madam Secretary, stop watching Designated Survivor, stop watching all those Netflix shows, Hulu shows, all of that about governments and start watching and listening and paying attention to your own government because it's even better than those TV shows. <laughs> Like my last, the last episode, I was talking about how a governor thought that there was an AIDS vaccine, a thing. Like, you can't make this up. <laughs> you can't make this up. So instead of paying attention to stuff that does not matter whatsoever, let's talk about the stuff that does matter. And how about in New York, how you pretty much have to have a vaccine to go wherever you want to go. It, to go into a store, you have to have proof of a vaccine. To go into a movie theater, proof of vaccine. To go into literally anything. You In New York, specifically, you have to you have to be vaccinated. And if you're not, then you're not allowed in. Which, again, I'm not opposed to being vaccinated or unvaccinated, but I'm all for the choice. But again, like I said, the people with protect and serve on the side of their car, you think they wouldn't, they wouldn't have a problem with the vaccine, right? 
Well, as of October 14th, 60 NYPD officers, 6-0, have died from COVID. But yet, they are still fighting that they do not mandate the vaccine. When every other company, every other business, every other anything in New York, the city has mandated that they are vaccinated for everyone but the police. And those same police aren't wearing masks and spreading it. There was a video that that went semi-viral on Twitter, and it was this guy pointing out to these NYPD officers that they're not wearing a mask, and then those NYPD officers kicked him out of the subway. <laughs> it's like, just because it's a, un, it's a view that you don't like and you agree and you don't agree with doesn't mean that you can kick them out and not do any, like, you can't, he's not doing a crime. Just because you don't like him doesn't mean you can arrest him. Doesn't mean you can do this. But... The the NYPD, again, it's mandated to every single person except the people that have protect and serve on their cars. But they enforce the... Remember, <laughs> those are the same people that are enforcing the mandate on other people. Those are the people that are going in like around the Barclays Center and say, you can't get in here if you don't have a vaccine. But don't ask me if I have a vaccine. <laughs> Again, I'm not opposed to being vaccinated or vaccinated. I am all for being vaccinated because it's the least selfish thing you can do. But if you have specific reasons, religious reasons, all of this, if you still want to wait for all of that, more information to come out, I'm all for it. Good for you. You do you. But me and the other 6 billion people that have been vaccinated, (laughs) we're still alive and fine. And we shouldn't be forcing it on other people but again businesses all have all the rights to do that but you would think that the the government entities that are there to help people with no question would mandate this but again these are the same people that rioted when (laughs) the the january 6th happened which it's all now coming out that there was meetings with congressmen and all that and senators and donald trump before early in January, early 2020. Before that, (laughs) and nothing happened. They're on video. January 6th will be a day where we remember they could not mess with us. (laughs) They're on camera doing that. And when they were getting stormed and and all the Democrat senators, congressmen and all that were scared death of their life, the Republicans were laughing without their masks on spreading the virus. So, hey, I don't have a problem with that because those are our elected officials. I have a problem with the people that are electing those officials because they don't care. They're just money, 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 money. That's all that they care about. So we have to change that. And who does that? We do. The people. Because it's those little positions. It's the Congress, Senate, all of those positions that actually matter. And the president's office does not really have any power. Obama realized it. I'm slowly thinking Kamala Harris is realizing it. And you can't just stop and halt, like I said, 400 years of segregation. You can't do that, of racial, you can't do that. The same people nowadays that are trying to not, they're trying to say, you can't teach critical race theory. People are like, why are they, why are they so adamant about this? And then you kind of rewind the clock those people are the same people that were yelling at Ruby Bridges that she can't go to school. She can't be just because you're black, you can't go to the school with me. 
those same people, those same kids that were yelling that at the time are now our Congress, Senate, those old white people. Those same people were those same people. I, un- I connect the dots here. I understand. I get it. But now I have to try to help other people to, to figure that out, to get that. Oh, and by the way, I'm, I'm Somalian. I'm 100% Somalian. And shout out to Somalia. We just had our first... So, I don't know. Most people, when they think of Somalia, it's just like, those Somali pirates! And we won't talk about that race. We won't talk about that. But it's a fact. Um, but Somalia is pretty much chunked into three different sectors. There's, like, imagine a, a triangle... And the top of the triangle is what they call Somaliland. They they gain their independence in 1991, early early 19 the late 1900s, early 2000s. They gain their independence, and then that's like at the top of the the triangle. And then you start to go to the 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 right side of the triangle, and then that's the that's Putland. And they just had their first democratic election, and 18 women are now on their the board, are now on that elected role because they, Somalia, is moving forward. They're going up in the world. They're now, in, instead of investing in other countries, they're now fully investing in themselves. So now that's two parts of Somalia that are fully out of the al-Shabaab, the al-terrorist, the Taliban, all of that. They're out of all of that now. But there's still the bottom part of Somalia that is pretty much like a war zone, Mogadishu, except for Mogadishu in that area. And I wouldn't say war zone, but it's just, if you're a little boy, little girl, don't go there. Pretty much don't go to <laughs> Somalia, the, lo- the long, narrow part on the right side of the bottom of it. Don't go to that part if you're anything but like a 30-plus-year-old man. <laughs> and if you're white, definitely don't go there because they don't care. They're, you're dead on spot. And I don't mean that like... It's a bad thing. It's just a, it's a fact. Like the top parts of Somalia, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, amazing. But the bottom part is still very as as us Ameri- as us ignorant Americans would say, it's the Islamic State over there. The bottom part. That's what they. That's what our government calls it. It's fucked up. I know. But let's talk about a little something else. Let's talk about in Florida, one of the first female firefighters. <laughs> there's a mural put up. Okay, so think about a mural. And there's the, it's two women. It's a, it's a white woman firefighter and a black woman firefighter. And the white woman looks exactly like herself on the mural as in the picture. And the black firefighter is portrayed as white. <laughs> it's based off, so they're copying a picture from um, like a on-the-scene picture to a mural. And the white woman's white, and the black woman's white. So she's suing them. <laughs> Again, I don't get where the disconnect is where you try to make a black person white. I don't get that. Because you don't want us. And, like, you've made it very obvious, very clear. But yet we're here and we're staying and we're doing, we're doing us. We're going to show you. No, not show you. Because we, we don't need to show you, but you need us to show you that we're actually worth it. But all those buildings that everything is built off of, we built, but you just don't want to admit it. So, come on. You're telling me in the early 1800s that white people built all those buildings? No, those white people had slaves that did all the fucking buildings for them. So get your shit together. Realize you're realizing because black people built Yale, black people built Columbia, black people built Harvard, like all of those long history of colleges that they're all off pristine or prestige 
They're built by black people, but don't let black people in. And if they do, they're incentivized to, a.k.a. they get paid to do that, like in the NFL. The NFL, there's a clause that pays teams to hire black people in office. You get more money if you hire black people. That's all you have to say. And again, you don't get more money if you hire a woman. You don't get more money if you do that. So you get a shit ton more money if you hire black people in in the NFL. And again, that's true for a lot of places. Like, for instance, the school board of the place that I used to go, Mount Amidai, they have, it used to be a thing where they would have a student from the class be in there. And it used to be the highest student ever. And I'm not taking down any anything from this woman, but now it's a black person. So it's like, I I remember when I was in school and I was on the front page every single month. Every single month. I remember that because I, <laughs> and oh no, Brandon, you were just, no, I was on there because I was black, okay? And they wanted to show how diverse they were. The 3% of minorities that went to the school that I went to, they wanted to show that they were very diverse, <laughs> okay? But uh, speaking of diverse, let's talk, let's rewind a little bit, go back to the, the COVID vaccine that we were talking about. And let's talk about how much the world's population is vaccinated. 48.5% of the world's population has received at least one dose of the vaccine. 6.84 billion doses have been administered globally. And only 3% of that has gone to low-income countries. As of October 23rd, 2021, the UAE, or the United Arab Emirates, is 96% vaccinated. Portugal's 88% vaccinated. Cuba, 86% vaccinated. Chile, 85% vaccinated. The United States, 65%. And I doubt the United States number is going up because anti-vaxxers, anti. (laughs) And now here's the dramatic jump here, which I skipped a lot of countries, but they're just showing about what's going on in specifically Africa. Kenya, 6.4%. Ethiopia, 2.6%. Nigeria, 2.6%. Somalia, 1.6%. And most of those numbers are probably not even true. It's probably less than all of those numbers from Kenya, Ethiopia, Nigeria, and Somalia. And that's just the sad truth. So it's one of those things where I, we need to push it. And the United States is making sure that Pfizer and all these other companies do not send them to other countries because we need it here. (laughs) That's America for you. Now, I said I wanted to talk about some schools. So let's talk about some schools. Let's talk about going to homecoming. Remember, okay, paint the scene. Close your eyes. We're, someone's about to, if you're, pretend just for the sake of the podcast that you are a girl, you're a woman. Even if you're not, just pretend. And remember when someone would ask you to homecoming, it would be the guy going up. So, in Rome, Georgia, this group of students, they're in Rome, Georgia, this kid (laughs) made a sign, and it said, I want to get this right, so, he made a sign, da-da-da-da-da, yeah, I can't find this sign, but it pretty much said, I'm... If I was black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm not, so I'm white, and I'm taking you to homecoming. And it was cotton balls on there, and it was, like, he thought it was hilarious. And so did the girl, because they were white. 
and that is disgusting. And how the fuck can you even do that as a high schooler? Again, if they knew the full history, who knows? They wouldn't do it. But again, let's try to make racists scared again. Let's try. <laughs> We're way too open about being racist nowadays, and people are loving it. And so let's just try to either make them more scared or try to educate them more. So let's try to educate them more. Again, Rome, Georgia, the same place where that kid did that, that sign for homecoming was the same place where a group of students, white students, they were seen videotaped waving a Confederate flag and yelling racist slurs for their farm day at school spirit for homecoming. Remember homecoming, you have, it's, you have homecoming week that leads up to homecoming and Monday through Friday, you have uh, days that you, like it's pride days. So it's like the first day, it's like white out where everyone wears white or there's um, like color out where the freshmen wear red, sophomores wear blue, this wear blue. Yeah, you get the gist. So one of their days was farm day. And for that's what they did for farm day. Wave around Confederate flags, yell racist shit. And so nothing happened to them, but there was a group of black kids. Remember, this is a minority, so it's 70% white in that county and 14% black. So those 14% of blacks, even... Not all those 14% of black people go to school there, so that's even a smaller number, but that small number of black kids, they were planning to do a protest, and when the school found out, they suspended all of them, except for the white kids that were being planned in that protest. And they went over the intercom and said, police will be present here at school, and if the students insist on encouraging this kind of activity, they will be disciplined for encouraging unrest. Now, this they're talking about the kids that are protesting. The, so the black kids that are protesting, the white people that were yelling racist shit at them and waving around a Confederate flag, the black kids get in trouble because they get deemed as a threat because for some reason nobody takes white kids as a threat. It's only if you're black, you're a threat. And again, Floyd County, 70% white, 14% black. And at the school, it's 8% black. So it's, I'm going to guess, 90% white and and 10% minority, 8% of that being black. And 8% of the black kids get suspended over anyone else in that race, just like at most schools. The sing, they, and even if they don't want to, it's because they have a subconscious thing in their head that is triggered whenever you see a black person that keeps your guard up and if it does and if you say no no it doesn't happen for me you're absolutely lying so we need to change that so just stop lying let's tell the truth and let's work past that what can what can you do to change your behavior not what can i do to change your behavior because i can't do jack shit to change your behavior only you can Okay, and lastly, I just want to talk about Christina Nance. She's 29, and she was found in the back of a police car on police property, and she was found October 7th, but the surveillance video shows that she was there since September 28th. So September 28th to October 7th, the dead woman was in police custody, but not in police custody because they didn't know she was there. And when the family found out about this, the police would not release uh, a video or any statement. And until about two weeks later, they showed the surveillance video, purposefully blurred the video so you can't see anything. And the only reason why her body was found is because a cop saw her foot 
in the window when he was walking into work. Otherwise, she would still be there. And the, the whole police department has no clue how she got there or why she got there. And they're not doing anything to try to figure it out because they're like, oh, man, we can't. I mean, she's dead. Nothing we can do now. Like, that's their mentality. How many billions of dollars are going into the police force to protect and serve people? And they're not even solving one, more than 1% of cases a year. It's less than 1% of cases get solved a year. And it's like, oh, we need more resources, more of this. Well, they have billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. So what else do you need? Instead, like there's a big fight in Atlanta at a high school and the cops got called and 17 kids got arrested. Instead of doing that, now, instead of having police officers on campus, there's black dads that are, gonna, that are stationed on campus. There's black dads that are... I think it's like a group of 30 black dads with the shirts black dads on them and they're there to help because again most of these kids don't have a father and that's not a racist thing to say it's just a fact but if you want to use it as a racist thing to say then it is racist but it's a fact that most of them don't have a father figure or someone else to look up to and so if they have a certain way of acting certain people don't like that and they want to do a, they want to do things about it like, again, there's just people that are out there that are out to get black people. And it's a sad truth. Like, Kyle Rittenhouse is literally on trial right now, and the judge said you can't call the two people that he shot victims. You have to call them protesters. Like, if that doesn't prove the agenda of our government, what else does it do? And again, I'm... I know I'm not putting off this or putting on this as like a, you need to hear this. This is what you need to do. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to try to tell you what is going on. Tell you why I think it's messed up. And hopefully it changes your point of view. And hopefully you talk about this to some people. And if not, then okay, cool. I'm not pushing it, not doing anything. I don't care whatever you do because you don't care what I do. And if you do care what I do, cool, get a life. (laughs) And that's about it. So... Um, yeah, I touch points on a lot of things and I can't, like I said before, RIP to the Northern White Rhino, you know, they are functionally extinct. Shout out to the humans. We fucked that up, (laughs) but let's get on with it. Let's talk about it and have a good rest of your day. Peace.